Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. A day of uh, selflessness, right? I mean, I think that's probably where we all saw it first in our lives. And I, today I, you know, I, I think of this is, uh, for some of us, it's, it's a happy day, it's a sad day, it's a morning day. There's a, there's a lot that goes into this. And for sure, I, I, I just think that over and over in Scripture, sometimes I think that there's this thought that um, women are dismissed in Scripture. I don't find that to be true. And I wanted to go through a few verses today. And one thing my buddy Bob Warren used to say is, you know, faith comes from hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So probably less of me and more Scripture. But a verse that I wanted to start with, this is out of Genesis Genesis chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 20. Now the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. She was the source of life. She's who brought every person into this world it has come from a mother, sourced all the way back, all the way back to Eve. What that n- name means is life. I don't know if you know this. If your footnotes would say that in your Bible or your Bible app, whatever you might use, but life, and Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Her name was life. On the bookends of the Bible, you've got Genesis and Revelation. Genesis opens up with the Garden of Eden. Remember, in the Garden of Eden was the tree of life. And at the end, in the book of Revelation, it finishes up with, again, the tree of life. And in Revelation 22, there too, is this living water that's flowing. And I would tell you that for every person in this room, male, female, those mothers, our mothers to all of us, you were that very first source of that living water that we ever saw. Right? You know how a child looks up at its mother. Right? It's special. It just gets anchored, it, it goes into our memory early, early on. It becomes anchored to us. And that anchoring of us to our mother is one of love. First John says, God is love. You're the first glimpse that we all get of agape love, of unconditional love. And that really is ultimately, I think that's what heaven's going to be a lot like. The first taste we get of heaven is with our mother. There's nothing a blob baby can do for them. I think a lot of times, I would tell you as a father, you know, I remember the first day Maggie smiled at me. I remember it. That's when I was interested in the baby. (laughs) I think for a lot of dads, if we were honest, that's maybe how we feel. It's like, ah, it's a baby. It's cute. Yeah. But when they can interact, right, the, uh, it just becomes a lot more fun. But you mothers are that first source of unconditional love that we ever see. You're that first source of God that we see in our lives. So we're grateful for you. The next verse comes out of Proverbs. Proverbs 31 is, is, is a great chapter to read. Uh, if you ever just want to be, I think, reminded or, or encouraged as a, uh, as a wife or about, about your wife. This is one in particular. This is 3130. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. This word fear came up. The uh, Westgate taught us about the word fear in Scripture uh, some while ago, and it stuck with me. We were just talking about it this morning. But that word fear 
in Scripture often really is awe. It's this awe. It's awe that we have of God. And I just, I want to brag on my wife just for a second here. Kirsten is finishing up today um, the St. Margaret's Guild, the uh, Decorator Show House. It's the big fundraiser for Eskenazi Hospital. If you grew up here in Indy, we knew it as Wishard Hospital as a kid, or maybe if you're even older, maybe you remember it as City Hospital. But it goes on, and for throughout the year, this guild that Kirsten's part of it, they raise, they've raised millions of dollars for, for, for the city hospital. Over this past year, Kirsten, along with her, these two other women, Lynn and Lisa, she had on her team these two other Christian women. And what everybody said about this team and the way this year has gone is that it's been, it's been kind. The whole year has been kind, Right? Many of you know Kirsten. That's just kind of her M.O. That's how she is. And they say that about Lynn and Lisa. The whole operation, right, it sources from the top, right? This kindness comes from the top. And I don't think any one of them would touch that glory. The kindness that they see in this organization is because the Holy Spirit dwells within them. And it flows out from there. Oftentimes people think you've got to run these organizations just in some harsh fashion. You know, someone's got to order everybody where to go. That's one way to do it. Or you could let God's love flow through you, even in that. And then people recognize that, they see it. And God's glorified through that. And it's been neat to see this last season with Kears. Now that's wrapping up today, and, and uh, she's been busy with that. And I, I tease her that when she comes home, she has to wear a name tag because I can't, I'm like, I think I recognize you. Kirsten, that's right. The. Uh, I wasn't even going to tell her that I was even teaching this morning. I only told her about 10, 10 minutes before I came here. The, uh, the kids knew. Kirsten didn't know. The, uh, but I didn't want to add to your pain. <laughs> uh, so the next verse I wanted to put up there too. This is out of Isaiah. As one whom is his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. Mothers, you're our first comforter. Right? When we get hurt as a child, who do we call out for? Mama. Mom. One thing that I find really interesting about this verse is this word comfort. Remember the word comforter in Scripture? Who did Jesus call the comforter? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the comforter. If you, right, talking to the Hayward kids here, how fortunate have you been to have a comforter who is indwelt by the comforter? (laughs) Right, praise God for Michelle. What a wonderful family, right? There's many of us here, we've been blessed with that. I think most everyone's mother is a comforter. But praise God for those mothers who are indwelt by the Comforter. Because again, that just unconditional love, it just flows and all the glory to God for that. But praise God that that happens. Next verse I want to put up. This is out of Deuteronomy. A couple old school ones here. You guys probably know this one or remember this one from the old days. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be many, be prolonged, may go well the land in which the Lord your God gives you. I really want to focus on honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you. 
A couple friends here have lost their mothers in the last couple weeks. Mike, Mike and I grew up together, went to high school together. The, uh, Mike Sam just lost his mother a couple weeks ago. Mike lost his dad when he was a child. His mom raised these kids by herself. She just passed away. Mike, how many kids in the family? Nine kids. She didn't remarry. She raised this incredible family of great, great people. Some of you know Psalm's Restaurant. Some of you know Psalm Park. Psalm Park is named after Mike's dad. Mike's mom just passed away a couple weeks ago. What a story. Raised those kids on her own? Good kids. She did a hell of a job. Charlie Ward's mom passed away a couple weeks ago. Charlie took those last 30 days of his mother's life and he never left. I talked to Charlie this week and, and he said, Matt, he said, I couldn't leave. I don't know what it was. I just, I couldn't go. So remember, this is an old covenant verse. And it says, as the Lord your God has commanded you. God didn't command Charlie to spend the last 30 days with his mother. He did. Because the Lord now dwells within him. And told him to do that. So as Moses who wrote Deuteronomy, Charlie's in a far better spot. Mike's in a far better spot than Moses ever was because the Holy Spirit dwells within them. So this talk about in Ezekiel, I think it's maybe Ezekiel 36, but he'll be on our hearts. He'll tell us what to do. He'll tell us what to say. He'll give us the deeds. He'll empower us to carry that out. We're not under law. So if Charlie wasn't under law to spend the last 30 days with his mother, why did he do it? Because capital L love dwells within him. That's why he did it. He knew he didn't have to, but he was prompted to. What if there's anything I hope that everybody takes away from our little bar church is is this. We are not behaviorists. We are not behaviorists. Amen. (laughs) We're not. We are free. Right, And when you are free, right, understand that this freedom that we have, and Scripture talks about, is you're free to live by his life. We don't mistake that as a license to sin. Right, We're free to live. And when you see it in other people, right, it's encouraging. It does. It creates a curiosity about your life because you're different. There's no duty or obligation. When you strip that away, this is just one thing that just, if, there, if there's anything I would say about, uh, just in my life, is just to take Christian men and just strip away any duty or obligation. If you strip away any duty or obligation, then I know that anything that you say, anything that you do, it comes from such a pure spot. That's who I like to hang out with. That's what I like to see. Then God's glorified through that. We don't touch that glory. We just live by his life. It can look like behaviorism, but it is 180 degrees out of step with one another. Totally different. You don't have to, you get to. You don't have to live by his life, you get to live by his life. 
And when we live by his life, we get to enjoy right, the fruit of the Spirit. Next verse I wanted to put up here, this is to, uh, this is out of Galatians. No, this is, uh, did you have Ephesians in there, Jim? I'm sorry. Ephesians 5.25, thank you. The uh, men, boys, if you're married, if you're dating, this is, this is for you. This is, this is, listen up, men. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Men, hear what I'm saying. There's a far deeper calling on your life than your girlfriend or your wife. And that calling is a deeper commitment to love. We all have different roles. This is not a hierarchy. So if you've ever heard someone say that you are the leader of your home, that's true, but keep in mind that this whole thing is inverted. This is not a world system we're talking about here. Christ is the foundation. And when you think about Jesus in Gethsemane, think of his sweat became like drops of blood. Sometimes I think it helps when you read through Scripture, put your name in there. Or if you think about Jesus in Gethsemane, think about what he's thinking about. His sweat became like drops of blood. Surely, you know, this thought comes into his head like, you're not going to the cross for these people, are you? Not for Troy Pruitt, of all people. Come on. Put your name in there. Just as Christ loved the church, for the joy that was set before him, he went to the cross. Man, I'm telling you, it's, 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 at times this may feel like you're getting stepped on. But keep in mind, Christ is the foundation of this thing. This is not guilt at all, but just keep in mind, there's grace, right? You sin, you, you, you trample the cross all the time. That happens. Does God give up on you? No. You walk on. There is a deeper call in our lives. This is not a mutual submission. Men, you're called to a deeper calling, a deeper calling of commitment and love and selflessness. If you can be in it for what she gets out of it, I would hope she would recognize that and she would be in it for what you get out of it. But there's a calling on your life. But when those two things harmonize, it is like nuclear fission. It is a power source that is of God. But man, that is deep calling is to you first and foremost. But keep in mind, this is not on your own power. But all the glory to God. You stay in that and you stay focused. The last verse I want to put up, probably the verse that maybe I, I maybe use too often in my life. The, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, s- self-control against such things there is no law. When you look at that list of the fruit of the Spirit, the very first one is love. They all flow out from there. When you think of something pure, right? The love of a mother is one of the most pure things we'll see in the physical world. What the world has, that's probably the greatest thing that they see is the love of a mother. And when you go through, these are the things that we get to enjoy. And you don't get them individually, you get them collectively. 
You get all of that. It's a package deal. It's not the fruits, right? It's fruit. You get all of that. This Christian life is very is selfless. But that selfless is not a discipline that we're going to get from a world system. It's one of the comforter who dwells within you. So when I look at the fruit of the Spirit, and I look through there, I think of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I see all your faces out there. Wes, when you think of Miss Rachel, when you think of your wife, is one of those words come to mind or what, what goodness? Miss Rachel, you are goodness. Mr. Reynolds, how about you? Faithfulness. I like that. That's good. Very good. Mike, what do you say about Alicia? Joy. <laughs> Dale, what would you say about your mother? Kindness. I've heard that a lot about your mom. My sister Amy's here, the uh, and um, there is a there's Christian terms. They become Christianese. I, 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 I these kind of red flags go up on intentional. Seems to be one lately that I'm I'm always leery of the. Uh, but image bearer is one I've heard a lot lately. And the I think that my sister is an image bearer of God. And I love that, respect that about her. But oftentimes we don't ever say these things to people until it's our eulogy. So kids, I, I would tell you of all ages, right? As Sinatra would say from what from one to, to ninety two, the uh don't be afraid to tell somebody, don't be afraid to write in your mother's day card, don't be afraid to write a letter to tell someone that you appreciate them. My brother-in-law, John's here too. And John, I will tell you, thank you for loving my sister. I am grateful for that. When you have a sibling that you love, and they find someone that loves them and appreciates them, I'm grateful for that. Very grateful for that. Mike, tell me about your mother. What comes to mind? All of them. All the above. D, all the above. That's good. Very good. Rob, what would you say about your wife? Goodness. Very good. Goodness and kindness. Very good. Danielle, what would you say about Cheryl? 
faithfulness. Amen. Chad, what would you say about your bride? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Very patient. Yeah. Tree, what would you say about Nicole? All of the above. I like that. Good answer. Maggie Rose, what would you say about your mama? Love. love Jan we all love you uh... Jan you raised three mamas what do you say about those three mamas what was that a lot (laughs) Jan we love you Kindness. Amen. Amen. Rob Duffy. All the above. (laughs) Very good. Oh, blue. Love. Mm hmm. Diane, what would you say about your mother? Faithfulness. Stacy, how about your mom? Mm. Meg, you're one of the leaders of women here. The, uh, so your perspective is always appreciated. The, uh, I didn't know your mother, but she must have been wonderful. What comes to your mind when you think of your mother? Mm-hmm. Good woman. Amen. Danny D., what would you say about Katie Ann? Keep it to under half hour. <laughs> Katie and you you're wonderful. You are that that's are you going to camp this year? Yes she is. The uh I think the kids feel like they've grown up with you at camp. <laughs> so Katie and you are selfless. Michael, what'd you say about Miss Trish? Hmm. 
That's the wrong answer. <laughs> Kindness. Mm-hmm. Patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Like, like I said, I do love seeing all the faces because I know the personalities behind these faces. I know who dwells within you. And God is glorified through your life. I was talking to some people this week about Charlie and his experience with his mother in his last 30 days with some gentleman Charlie doesn't know he'll probably never meet. But God was glorified through Charlie's action. If you guys know Charlie, there's no duty or obligation in that guy's life. He just walks by the Spirit. Dan Lutke. Yeah. Very good. Heather, what would you say about your mom? Mm-hmm. Peace of God. Nice. Very good. She wasn't patient. <laughs> <laughs> mhm mhm I'm just going to close with this know this that you are loved you are loved by he who created the universe He dwells within you. The comforter is there. If you just lost a a loved one, the comforter dwells within you. Grief is a difficult, difficult thing. But he who dwells within you understands grief. My dad used to say, sometimes you can tell the two best friends are the guys sitting next to each other in the bar not saying anything. And I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit's quiet. Very quiet. A lot of times that's the kind of friend that we need. It's someone that's just going to sit there and listen. If you need someone that's just going to sit there and listen, don't call me. <laughs> I know some guys you can't call. There's a lot of guys I know to call that are in this room right now. That they'll just sit there. We're all created differently, right? There's no hierarchy in this thing. We all have different gifts. Luke Dunnick has teased me before. He said, if I ever need a moment of empathy, I will never call you, Matt. Never. He goes, now if I need to laugh, I might call you. But if I ever need some sympathy or empathy, I will never call you. We have all these different gifts. This is the tree. This is what it looks like. Right, Just as all these different fruit, there's these different leaves, there's these different personalities, there's different gifts, there's different callings. And boy, you can have these wonderful deep relationships when there's no duty or obligation at all. 
And just think back to what your mother did for you as a child. And she never even came back with, gave you a bill due or anything. She just did it out of love. So hope everyone just, again, keep in mind that you're loved, you're liked, he gets you, he understands you, he appreciates you, he wants you to walk on, he wants you to live by his life. Mothers, we are thankful, thankful for your lives, what you've shown us, what you continue to show us. You're the first example, you're the most shining example in this physical world of God's unconditional love. And we are thankful for you. So happy Mother's Day to everyone. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for these women, every woman that's here. We thank you, Lord, that you have us as your children. We thank you that the, you even call us your friend. And Lord, we're just grateful to be part of this family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.